Hello, gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. I'm probably best known for being a content creator in the beauty and self-help space. I created this podcast because I wanted to share the spiritual but also practical things that have helped me to pretty much transform my life and the way that I feel about it. I spent so many years feeling lost, confused, down, and even depressed. And when I saw how much better my life was becoming when I decided to make my happiness my number one priority, I wanted everyone to feel just as good. So that's my intention with every episode that goes up every single Thursday, but let's get into this week's episode. So I wanted to talk a bit about one of the best gifts that I think you can give yourself, and that is being your own best friend. I think it's the absolute best form of self-care. I mean, this is something that I've talked about a few times and will probably continue to forever. I want you to set like a damn reminder on your phone every single day if you have to that reminds you to be your own best friend. Be your own love of your life. I'm not talking about this in a conceited way at all. That's never what I'm talking about. But what I am talking about is showing up for yourself and being who you need to be for you, taking care of yourself, taking time to work on yourself to be the best you that you can be and do the best that you can do. The better you show up for yourself, the better you can show up for the rest of the world without feeling drained and depleted afterwards. I think some of you might know what I'm talking about. You know, when you spend time around certain people and certain energies and you just kind of feel really depleted afterwards and you feel like you really need to recharge, like people are sucking the energy out of you. Yeah, that's probably a sign that you got some work to do. You know the saying, my cup runneth over? I talk about this a lot, but fill up your own cup and give what runneth over to everyone else. It's like the oxygen mask theory. You can't give to others without giving to yourself first. It's very healthy to be selfish because if you're not selfish, you can't be selfless because if you don't allow yourself to be selfish, especially when you need to be, then you won't be able to be selfless when it really counts and happy at the same time. So unless you want to feel empty afterwards, you want to make sure that you are taking the time to recharge. So again, the oxygen mask theory, you can't give to others without giving to yourself first, unless you want to feel totally empty out, unless you want to feel totally empty afterwards. That empty feeling, that empty feeling, feeling like a truck hit you, that's the result of giving too damn much of yourself. That means you gave not just the excess, but you gave what was in the cup. You may have even went into the reserves or you showed up without a full cup in the first place. Okay, what's in the cup is for you. The extra is for everyone else. So self-care, the millennial marketed version of self-care with the face masks and the bubble baths is complete bullshit in my opinion. Yes, it's a way of caring for yourself and perhaps recharging, but self-care, really loving yourself isn't always glamorous. It isn't always pretty and it isn't always easy. It does take work and commitment and dedication and discipline and learning and making mistakes and learning from your mistakes. It's, it's, it's work and no one is going to come and do the work for you. I have been alive for 29 years so far and I have seen people help others, but I have yet to see anyone really come and rescue people. I mean, others can inspire you, and if you're especially lucky, they can help guide you, but it's what you do with the inspiration that counts, and you're the only one that can actually do it for yourself. Nobody can do it all for you. So stop waiting for someone else to be your hero. 
be your own damn hero because you really and truly are the only person that can save you. You're the only person who can really make your life better. It starts with you first. And like I said, others can inspire you. There are so many people that listen to self-help gurus and read all the books. And honestly, I haven't read very many self-help books in quite a while, like years. Like I don't really read self-help books. And out of the small number that I've read, I can really only recommend an even smaller amount of those books. Like a handful of books are actually worth reading, in my opinion. After a point, it's kind of like masturbating to porn. Sure, it's not bad. But wouldn't it be more fun, more productive, better for you and your life if you did the real thing sometimes too? I I mean, I guess it depends on who with, but never mind. That's neither here nor there. Let's get to the point. But being your own best friend means being your own best friend. Look around at your closest friends. Do they approve of absolutely everything that you say, do, think? If so, you might want to consider if they're really being honest with you. Okay, the best friends, the most loving friends you can ever have, they hear you out, they make an effort to understand you, understand where you're coming from, support you, but they're going to tell you the truth that you're trying to avoid because we've all got stuff that we're trying to ignore, all of us. Now, hopefully they'll tell you the not so easy to digest stuff in the most digestible way possible, and you really have to do the same for yourself. Again, your friends can't do everything for you. Everyone is dealing with their own personal battles, many of which you'd be surprised you never know about. Keep that in mind with people around you. Don't expect everyone to do everything for you because they're all figuring things out for themselves too. Everybody's got their own stuff. Real self-care takes work. It takes committing to your own happiness, retraining how you go about making yourself feel good, learning what that even is because some of us don't know how to do that for ourselves. It takes practice, retraining how you go about making yourself feel good, even figuring out what that is and how you can do it for yourself because most of us aren't taught how to make ourselves happy, Um, taking responsibility for how you feel and making it your job to fix for yourself. And by that, I mean when outside circumstances, whether it's people or events, trigger you to feel a certain way, you acknowledge it and decide how you want to feel. And instead of reacting right away, decide how you want to feel instead and do whatever it takes to get yourself there. If that means removing yourself from the situation, distancing from certain people, do that. It doesn't always have to be permanent, but if it has to be, it has to be. You'll cross that bridge when you get to it, but you know, you'll figure that out. But it really is about being self-sufficient, emotional independence, the shit that we're never, ever fucking taught. It doesn't mean that your feelings aren't valid. They absolutely are. They absolutely are. You have a right to feel any type of way. and You have a reason, I'm sure a good enough reason for why certain things make you feel a certain way. But you also recognize that you have the opportunity to feel however you want to feel as well. It takes work. I didn't learn this shit overnight. I'm still working on it, but I am very proud of my progress and I owe so much to that progress. Unfortunately, so many people don't want to do the work of looking at themselves, taking the time to unpack their emotions, their limiting beliefs, their bullshit. People use their bullshit as a way of protecting themselves from potential pain. It's said that people will do so much more to avoid pain than they will ever do to feel pleasure. Isn't that wild? We've all been through so much, and yet here we are. We're still breathing. Our hearts are still beating. How many things that you think you would never get over or never get past that you have? How many things that you think you never at least feel less shitty about that you have? Isn't it amazing? This too shall pass. 
It's not pretty work. It's not easy work. And what you might uncover may surprise you. It may shock you, and maybe even to a certain extent, it might upset you. The funny thing is, when it comes to our limiting beliefs, is that when we shed light on them and see them for what they are. A bullshit excuse for why you can't be, do, or have something. Like when you really face them, they look absolutely ridiculous. Now, maybe at first you might feel angry that you let such a stupid thing, such a ridiculous thought, belief, idea, make you think that you're limited in who you are as a person, as a human being, limited in your magic. <laughs> Those of you who follow me on Instagram may have remembered when I posted a screenshot. We probably don't remember. Maybe you remember. Anyway, I posted a screenshot of a conversation that I had with a friend, and this was something that had come up. Like I realized something very suddenly of why I had this deep down feeling that I didn't deserve a good life, that I didn't deserve too much good, whether it was in my career, in my life, my relationships, especially. I realized that one day while I was journaling, the morning pages, free writing way that I always recommend to you guys. Honestly, the revelations I've made with this have been unbelievable. But I realized that I thought that I didn't deserve to be loved because I didn't come from a good family. I didn't come from a normal household. My father was an overall horrible human being. He was a narcissistic alcoholic, incredibly selfish, and my extended family is like an entire mess. Unto themselves, and I don't connect myself with them at all. But still, I remember feeling from when I was very young like there was something wrong with me because of my family and where I came from. So I always felt like I was like less than everyone else. I felt like if I didn't deserve to have a normal, healthy, loving experience before I even did anything to deserve that, meaning like I was born into this and. And I felt like if I didn't deserve to have a normal, healthy, loving experience before I even did anything to deserve that, to earn that, meaning like I was just born into this world, I was just born into this family, then I don't deserve literally like insert anything that you can think of, whether it's love, success, happiness. This is a really hard freaking episode for me to record.、Um, like how fucking ridiculous is that? And let me tell you, when I wrote that out, when that came out of me, I literally dropped my pen and probably cried for like a solid twenty minutes. I was like, "How could I be so stupid?" Literally, this was just like two months ago, and it took me almost twenty nine years—twenty nine years, y'all—to come to this realization. And at first, I really wanted to slap myself because I was like, "This is the most ridiculous thing," but it was something that I never really like. Thought of it was kind of like in the back of my mind, but it wasn't something that I was ever taking the time to really look at. And maybe you know, back in the day when I wasn't in like a happy in a happy place, maybe I wouldn't have been able to process that in a healthy way. So maybe that's why I never like saw it because I always thought of myself as a thoughtful, self aware person. But This is also why I think it's so important for you to get to a happy place because it's easier for you to unpack and process things in a much healthier way, where you can really look at things and be like, "Oh, okay, like this is what was going on." You're not gonna like be completely crushed by it. Does that make sense? So at first I wanted to slap myself, but then I just felt so much relief. I picked up my phone, I texted my closest friends about it, and I was like, "Guys, I have figured myself out." 
this is huge. And I was telling them, I was like, this explains why I so often picked terrible people to be in relationships with. This is why I didn't do this thing or felt unworthy here or there, etc. I thought to myself, Jess, this is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever witnessed. Like there are so many hundreds, thousands, millions of people probably born into exponentially worse circumstances than I was. Wildly unspeakable things, especially in their youth. And I would never think, like, not even for a millisecond, that they were any less worthy of good fortune than anyone else in any and all areas of their lives. So why would I dare do that to myself? How dare I put that on myself? And I don't think this is an uncommon thing. I don't think that the things that we're holding on to, the baggage that we're holding on to, is really logical at all. Like, these are things that we would never, if someone else was in a similar situation, we would never think those things. Like, they wouldn't even cross our minds. But when it comes to us, it's like suddenly it says something about our character. When meanwhile, with other people who are maybe in similar or worse situations, especially ones completely out of their control, we would never think that it was a reflection of their worth as a human being. And yet when it comes to ourselves, it's really interesting how we feel like it has everything to do with our worth. I'm telling you guys, this is huge. This was huge. A huge breakthrough for me. One of the biggest ever in my life. And it took a lot of work to get there. There were many lessons before this lesson. And of course, still more after. We never stop learning about ourselves. I'm still unpacking 29 years of fuckery, you guys. But it's better to do it now rather than never. So start unpacking your fuckery. Be loving enough to yourself to do that. Be compassionately fierce with yourself to go there and face your bullshit as objectively as possible so that you can put it down and set yourself free. Side note though, perspective is really everything. And as much as, let's say, being born into a dysfunctional family caused me to doubt myself in ways that I should, like nobody should ever doubt themselves, had it not been for being born into such imperfection, experiencing so much frustration and heartbreak, had it not been for all of that, I don't think I would have ever been able to be who I am today if I was born into a quote-unquote normal family. I may not have had any desire to help other people find more strength, find happiness, encouragement. I don't think I would have been as loving or understanding. And in a big way, it made me who I am as a person. It shaped my soul. And I'm not perfect by any means, But I am happy with who I am as a human being overall. I mess up sometimes, sure, but I know that I mean well. I know that my intentions are good. So no matter what it is in your life that maybe gives you a bit of shame, think of what it's added to your life and to who you are as a human, okay? It's like the story of two siblings born into the same household. One can turn out to be super ambitious and successful and generous and helpful, and then the other sibling becomes a criminal. If you asked either one of them why they became who they became, they would both tell you it's their upbringing. And they had the same exact upbringing. One just chose to use it as inspiration and fuel to do better and rise up, and the other used it as an excuse to be even worse, not even try, just not care. It's not what happens to you. It's what you decide it means for you. So no matter what it is that you've gone through, experienced in your life, whether you feel like it was your fault or not your fault, it is so important to reframe and find 
what's good in the situation. What good came out of it? What did you learn from it? Who did you get to become? How did it make you stronger? How did it make you a better human being? And if you feel like it didn't, well, how can it? How can it make you even better? What understanding has it given you? What perspective has it given you? What strengths has it given you? But as I was saying, so many people these days are so distracted. And it's my theory that in a way, our culture has become so obsessed with self-care and has become so sensitive because we're often so distracted from ourselves. We're constantly glued to our devices, social media, and in every free moment that we don't give ourselves enough time to sit with ourselves and experience and process our emotions, reflect, and actually heal. People are getting so sensitive, demanding that the world change and that the people apologize for things and that people change and that the world changes. And it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. The world won't change until we change. And you know how they say, be the change you want to see in the world? That's what it means. Demanding things outside of ourselves change. The people outside of us change. It really, it only makes the outside just get quieter. It often doesn't actually change anything. You think it changes anything that people are forced to apologize? People will still think what they think, believe what they believe, but they'll just get better at being sneakier about it. That's a whole other topic, though. But my point is, we're not here to save the world. We're here to save ourselves, our lives, and let that be the example that hopefully inspires a sort of ripple effect. If you want the world to be a better place, Take responsibility for yourself. You're the only person that you honestly, truly have responsibility over. You're not responsible for the whole entire planet and what they're feeling. You're only responsible for yourself. So being your own best friend is really the greatest act of self-love. Give yourself time, space, and permission to do what is best for you, to give yourself the attention that you need in order to become that better version of yourself. Whenever you're faced with a challenge, ask yourself, what would you tell the person that you love the most to do if they were in your position? I think I'll end this episode here. I hope you enjoyed it and got something useful and inspiring out of it that can help you in your own life. If you like this episode, please leave a rating and a review. It really helps the show to grow. And the more the show grows, the better it can get, the more interesting and exciting guests we can bring on in case you're tired of hearing just me every single week. Um, If you leave a rating and a review, please screenshot it and email it to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com. And in return, you will get my hair care tips and secrets for growing the long and healthiest hair you can, plus other goodies totally free. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday. (laughs) 